everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Spotlight with Diversity in Apps. This is our first official podcast. Uh, my name is Kabir Seth. I'm one of the founding members of Diversity in Apps. So thank you so much for joining us. I don't know how you found us, maybe through our newsletter, maybe through our website, but I'm glad you are here. Um, what I want to sort of talk about is is what is the purpose of our podcast, what what are we planning on doing sort of on a weekly basis, and then um, for this particular one, I did want to talk a little bit more about diversity in apps and sort of who we are, where we are right right now. So the purpose of this podcast, what we're planning on doing on a weekly basis, is really focusing on two or three articles that we have in our newsletter. That newsletter goes out um, every Sunday, um, Sunday morning. We plan on, on you reading it as you're drinking your coffee. And what we want to do is sort of summarize what those articles are, um, and then hopefully gin up enough interest um, if you haven't read them to to read them all the way through and and um, share them um, just because we we really think that the content we have there is great so um, you know that that's sort of one objective that we have for um, for this podcast and the second piece is really to share with you some of the items that we have coming up whether that's an event or some of the research that we may be doing um, in collaboration with someone else or just generally what um, what we have going on and we also want to use this podcast as a forum for people in the children's media industry or just generally associated with um, amplifying the message of diversity to sort of share what they are doing um, so that includes um, researchers that includes educators librarians um, anyone who sort of is in the front lines of um, of of this um, task. So um, so that's sort of what what our plan is. And for this particular podcast, I did want to talk about sort of what is diversity in apps and what we are is a set of sort of content creators, we're researchers, educators, parents who have come together to really focus on, uh, like I said, amplifying the importance of diversity and inclusiveness across children's media. And what that means is, is or really what, what we're focused on doing as a strategy um, is, is we think of ourselves as having sort of three stakeholders. And the first that we group together are parents, teachers, and librarians. And what we want to uh, be is a source for them to find diverse content across um, children's media. So they can come to us to sort of to be able to search and, and find that um, diverse content that they want for, for their kids or for, um, you know, their students. And um, our second sta stakeholder are, are really content producers, people who are creating um, children's media we want to be a place where they can uh, find out the best practices to sort of ensure content is diverse and inclusive. And uh, I'm going to be touching on, on sort of the first big thing that we're doing for content producers towards the end um, today. So more to come on that. And our third stakeholder are is is really researchers. So people who um, have have done the work to sort of show why um, diversity is important why it's important not just for the kids who are consuming the content but just in general um, you know actually the first article that we um, 
that we have in the newsletter this week talks talks about that um, not just in children's media but across sort of the private se- private sector so we see ourselves or we envision sort of being a, a clearinghouse for people to share research papers white papers and and hopefully you know that share the or we can share the the research that we plan on doing so so that's cor- sort of what diversity in apps is where we stand right now um, if you want to uh, understand a little bit more about the origins. Where did diversity naps get started? There was a great uh, school library journal article that came out last week. It's in our newsletter from from last week. One of our founding members, Sandhya Nankani, was uh, interviewed there, and she, and she sort of um, does a great job of talking about the origins of um, of diversity naps, the great work that that she's doing, and uh, you should definitely definitely check it out i will um i will try to put it in the show notes as well so that um you can see it when you download this podcast so with that i i want to sort of start with the first segment um and talk about the first article that we have this week and it comes from a scientific american and it's by uh, Catherine phillips it's a great article it's called why diversity makes us smarter um and it's a really good title as well and um, I love this um, this focus on how having diverse teams, whether it's gender diverse teams, whether it's racially diverse teams, uh, you win. Diversity allows you um, to win. And she touches on this sort of at the beginning of the article, um, how there's been quite a few macro studies um, that talk about or that sort of looked at the performance of companies over a number of years and what their upper management looks like. And uh, companies that have more racial diversity, companies that have more gender diversity, companies that are just more diverse, period, perform better than than, uh, companies that don't. And so, um, you know, that has been shown over and over again, but what she just sort of talks about is obviously there's a difference between correlation and and causation. And so that's sort of like the what I'm calling sort of the macro studies that, that have come out and what she talks about is what's what I'm calling sort of micro studies so much smaller much smaller groups uh, of people um, but studies that have sort of been repeated over and over again and what what these studies show is that when you have socially diverse um, groups of people you cognitively prepare in a different way in a much more creative way um, to persuade that group to come to a consensus and as a result you get better outcomes and they've they, she goes through specifically some of these um, some of these studies but it was really fascinating to just show that when the team that you're on looks different um, than you or you perceive them as as having different experiences than you then the way that you act and the way that you prepare is is different and it's better and um, it makes you more creative and and innovative so um, really great article definitely check it out um, like I said it's the first one on our our newsletter this week and I think we tweeted it um, I think on Wednesday or Thursday so you can check our Twitter feed as well um, the second article from our newsletter this week is um, actually from the Huffington Post and it's uh, it's really really nicely laid out. It's beautifully. Um, if you can look at it in a bla- uh, in a browser, you definitely should. It's um, it's really 
Um, just amazing um, work that they've done. It looks like they're sort of testing out a new way of telling a story, which is great. But it's called Unhappily Ever After, um, How Women Became Seen But Not Heard in Our Favorite Fairy Tales. Um, I love um, I love fairy tales. I love mythology stories. So this one um, was really, uh, really en- enjoyable to read. And what it talks about is... Um, if you sort of look at fairy tales across, you know, if you if you go back and and look at um, tales from from each country, sort of across Europe and really across the world, there are common elements that you sort of see. And obviously, storytelling originally was was orally, and and sort of what happened was this uh, game of telephone almost that um, that went across the world and. And these stories all have bits and, and elements that are very similar. But what they touch on is that the people telling these stories normally were women. And so um, really what, um, what that begs the question is why, if, if women are, are telling these stories, are then um, so many fairy tales kind of these damsels in distress um, story tales that need a, a prince or a man to, to come rescue them? And what this article um, touches on is that really um, the source for fairy tales, um, which they choose as sort of grim, um, the grim fairy tales are, are considered the source of, of most fairy tales. Um, those collections, when they were put together, there were edits made, there were changes that were made. And those changes in the stories, you know, sometimes they were small, sometimes they were subtle, and sometimes they were quite dramatic. Um, created this um, everlasting stories of where um, women were seen but but not heard and one of the things they touch on is really what what happened was there were elements that were included or ratcheted up and most of the time those elements were violence and specifically violence against women Um, and and that violence in the story is almost the way it is told is that it's some sort of fact of life a woman dies in childbirth or she's sent out to the forest and that's just sort of um how how things went and then other elements were not included or changed where women were were then perceived as um not as empowered or um you know or (laughs) were reduced from any sort of speaking role and um what they sort of show in the article is then when the first grim uh story tale was adapted by disney snow white and did commercially well that sort of created this domino effect of where you were continuing to sort of formula they were you know they were formalized stories and uh women were um continued to sort of be ignored and and these fairy tales then um were adapted in in that same way and what i love is um towards the end of the article they actually talk about now how um people are sort of re-looking at these story tales or, or fairy tales and retelling them in a different way um, with much more empowering female characters. So, um, like I said, check it out in a browser if you can. It's um, it's really nicely done and, and the, the story is great. So, um, definitely check that out if you, if you get some time. Okay, and the other item I want to touch on is sort of what diversity app in in apps is up to obviously we've done a a couple panels um our website is um is full of a lot of the things that we've done over the last few months but really what we've been focusing on um since the beginning of the year and really um probably 
very focused on the last month or so is what we're calling a set of guidelines for content producers. So what does that mean? Um, first thing is, the first thing I should tell you is we're really collaborating with, with the Cooney Center. These, um, obviously those folks know they've done a ton of research on kids' media, how kids learn, etc., and um, as well as um, work that they've done to, to share with, um, with content producers. And what we are putting together is um, really looking at what goes into a product. So what is sort of the, cri- the cri- criteria of, of making a, a children's product? And what questions as you go through the process should you be asking yourself and really it's we sort of look at it as a checklist there are a set of questions that um, whether it's related to hiring whether it's related to how your team looks whether it's related to concept design character design music voiceover etc all the pieces that go into a product what are the questions that you should be asking yourselves as you um, approach that process and with that in mind, what is sort of the research that shows why this is important? And um, a set of visuals that you can sort of look at and and understand exactly what um, sort of the summary information is. And what we're planning on doing is sort of releasing this in a couple different forms. One is sort of a, what we're calling sort of a giant poster that would, um, that could sit in any um, media company and sort of take all the criteria and you know be something that you can sort of glance at and and understand and obviously it's hanging on the wall but it's also sort of in in someone's cubicle is is the way we sort of envision it and then there's a a nice written report that um, takes a lot of this information and really has the checklist in place separated by these uh, this criteria as, as we see it and really also a, uh, a website slash app where people can um, interact with interact with these checklists right on the website and be able to um, understand right away what is the research associated with this or what do I need to be thinking about as I get to music, as I get to concept design, etc. So we're really excited about that. Um, obviously we're in the early in the early stages we're going to be sharing this with um, some of our volunteers who have signed up on our website. If you're interested in um, in signing up, definitely visit our website, join our our mailing list, and and definitely put in the notes there that you would um, want to to look on this as as we go through it. And then um, we'll continue to guys keep you guys updated on our website, obviously in our newsletter, and then um, hopefully plan for an unveiling event um, later this year as uh, as we get that started. So that's uh, that's kind of what what we're doing. That's what we're um, for, we're focused on. As I mentioned, we are on social media. Not surprisingly, we are on Facebook um, at Diversity in Apps, Twitter at Diversity in Apps, and then of course our website DiversityinApps.com. We would love to to have you on this podcast to talk about what you're doing. Um, whether that's a new product, whether that's an old product, whether that's research that um, that is focused on this, um, we want to continue to sort of um, make sure that everyone who's um, who's working on this is not just working in a silo. I think that's one of the big things that we found when we started Diversity Naps is there's been a lot of work done, 
um, and we need to share that work and, and sort of get it out so that um, everyone who, who's, who's working on this can sort of see the work that's been done and, and continue to, to collaborate. So please shoot us an email at diversitynaps at gmail.com and uh, we will um, be here next week. Our newsletter will be out next week as well. So definitely check out these two articles as well as the rest of the, uh, the items that we have in the newsletter. Um, and that's going to do it for us today. Thanks. Thanks.